Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. It's the weekly news and chat show from Bottom of the Stream. The world famous Bottom of the Stream. Obviously. Obviously. I say weekly. We weren't there last week. That's true. But it was like New Year. Yeah. New Year. We had a festive break. I New guess. Year, no podcast. That's the that's the rules. But we're back. We're back for 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Indeed, it's too late to be saying that. I think it is. But this is the first time we've seen each other this year. So it is our first podcast of the year. Exactly. It's the first time I've seen you. First time we've greeted our public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you sound quite pretentious. I am quite pretentious. Uh, that you are greeting your public. <laughs> did you have a good festive period? I did have a good festive period. Good. I'm glad. Much was eaten and drunken. Drunken. <laughs> uh, and it was... I really like... The festive period. And I like just the lawlessness of it. Yeah, it's completely no rules. Do because especially that sort of barren days between Christmas and New Year yeah. where anything goes. They might chocolate be my favourite days of the year. Chocolate for breakfast. Yeah, do what you want. Lunch and dinner. I like to use those days just to completely switch off. The days have say. weird names. Yeah, nobody knows what day it is. Yeah, nobody what, they, knows should what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. Nobody knows what's on the TV. Just at various buffets and yeah, parties and it's, it's the best. Yeah, it is. It's a good time. Fun times. I feel very relaxed and chilled. What I don't like about what something I don't really like about Christmas Go on. is like I do like Christmas generally. Yep, I know. And, you know, once you're in December, I think that build up, that's cool. Build that yeah. anticipation. Yeah, yeah. It's all part of it. But it's the, it's the harsh cutoff that annoys me. Okay. So you get, once Christmas Day is over. Yeah. That's it. No, yeah. No songs anymore anyway. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just ends. I'm like, oh, I think we could smooth that exit out of Christmas <laughs> a little more. How would you smooth it? Well, you just could you carry one? Don't of the... put Easter eggs in the shop on Boxing Day. Yeah, that's annoying. not that I'm in a shop on Boxing no, Day. No, but, but yeah, I know what you mean. Was... That's that's behaviour. That's wrong behaviour. It is. It is very wrong behaviour. Do you feel like we could carry one of the traditions from Christmas Day over onto Boxing Day? Okay, so like one of them. Because there's quite a few Christmas Day traditions, isn't there? There's the opening the presents. There's the lunch. There's the speeches. Yeah. There's the to falling asleep in front of a film in the afternoon. Chocolate for tea. But the just be- carry. Just let. King Charles do his speech on Boxing Day instead. And then that's just like, it, it evens it out a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but it is kind of de- country dependent. For example, Germany, they tend to open True. the presents Christmas Eve. True. I mean, my kids have enough presents. We could have spread it over three days, to be fair. <laughs> maybe that's the, maybe that's it's the answer. It's a, li- a little less sort of intimidating because <laughs> it's quite a lot for young kids to yeah how do you think they'd comprehend cope if you just said right you can't open the rest of them now you gotta do them tomorrow well don't if you'd actively go look at what you could have had (laughs) you can maybe just santa's only brought you half he's bringing the rest tonight (laughs) filter the delivery system i don't know santa's running behind so he's gonna bring the rest of them tonight for you yeah that's not a bad idea and then again it all because they can you know uh vary by family yeah do some some is chris uh boxing day is a bigger day yeah true you Very know, true. Traveling and getting together, so you, you do what's good for you, I guess. I I just think, yeah, it always feels to me like a bit of a harsh cut off. Yeah, I know what you mean. In like, society, you go to bed Christmas Day night, and then the next day is just back to yeah. almost normality. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of build up for a small period of time. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Well, we can do something about that. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll rearrange Christmas. Any new, anyone want any new Christmas traditions? Just give us some suggestions and we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Sounds yeah, good to can, me. We can do that, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We've I got like the power it. for that. Yeah. New tradition should be listen to bottom of the stream every day over Christmas. I wore shorts on Christmas Day. Could that be a tradition? No. Okay. Why did you wear shorts? I, was, I had to cook dinner. It was hot. I'm not. <laughs> I'm in my own house. True. I want to be comfortable. How did dinner go? Dead. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. No, didn't forget anything or burn anything. No. No, it all timings were all right, and it was. Yeah, it was good. Good, I'm glad. You, what's the best part on a Christmas dinner? Pigs and blankets. Yeah. Worst, worst part? Um, that's a tough one. I'm not a big carrot guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> Never had you down for a big <laughs> carrot guy. I'm not, I'm not huge on carrots, so maybe carrots. There's nothing I actively dislike, but if, if you didn't put cauliflower on my Christmas dinner plate, I'm not going to shed any tears about I it. I don't have cauliflower on my Christmas dinner okay. plate, so that's... I ate, I ate four Brussels this year. Nice. That's new for me. Oh, I love a Brussels. Never, never been big into Brussels, but yeah. I quite enjoyed these. More of a Brussels guy than these a carrot These were like guy. quite small, more of a Brussels guy than a carrot guy. Yeah. These were quite small ones we had this year and they were, seemed a bit nicer. Okay. So nice. I wasn't against them. Do you have starters? No. No? Bit of a posher breakfast. What did? What's the posh breakfast? Uh, we, we had pancakes this year. Oh, nice. But previously we had like smoked salmon on a croissant. <laughs> Very nice. Egg. But it's, it depends. We have prawn cocktail to start. Oh, yeah. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Not, not just crisps either, right. like actual products. Black Forest Gatto to finish, very 70s. I, funnily enough, <laughs> no, but I did have a piece of Black Forest <laughs> Gatto over Christmas. <laughs> you can't beat it, it's beautiful. Anyway, I think that's enough Christmas talk. We need to look yeah, forward, this is the future. You got any New Year's resolutions? No. No, nor me. I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. Me neither. It's just, not the right time of year to be changing be your life. And yeah, just be a better person. Yeah. It's not the right year, time of year to be making big changes, I don't think. Yeah. It's too cold and gloomy and horrible. Summer resolutions are the way forward. <laughs> Never new tradition for you. I, I can buy it, yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar. Cool. What's been going on over at the uh, Netflix Towers? Shall we find out? Yeah, there's been... I would say it's not been the busiest couple of weeks news-wise. No? But we have got a few few notes and news to catch up on. Hit me with some uh, Netflix news. And let's start with a bit of an update on what has been Netflix's Big festive release. Yes. Uh, and that is Glass Onion. Mm, indeed. Uh, it has become officially Netflix's third most watched film in its first 10 days <laughs> after launch. Okay, I was wondering which metric you were going to hit yeah. with. So the first 10 days is tough. Yes. Uh, and 127 million hours watched. Okay. Uh, and that puts it only behind Red Notice and Don't Look Up. Oh, okay. Have you watched Glass Onion? I have, indeed. I think we'll probably talk... Uh, so have I. So we'll talk about it later in uh, what have we watched whilst we've been off. Sounds good. But I would suggest it is, of those three films, the best one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's get back onto that later. <laughs> But yeah, that that's a successful, uh, very successful debut. It seems to be on I, Netflix, I, I and you'd expect that is probably 
the absolute minimum they would have wanted, given that they've yeah. spent half a billion dollars on two glass, uh, two knives out right. as equals, of which this was the first. Yeah, I think I think that's the absolute minimum you'd want. It'd be interesting when they get when it gets to twenty eight days old to see where it ends up overall. Yeah, on the official twenty eight day viewing figures. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to see where it's in the top ten already on that, so it's going to only move up. Exactly. Yeah. So. Well done, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. You've earned your, earned your payday, I guess. Absolutely. Get right in the next one. Next. Okay. Some news about a forthcoming Netflix show. Okay. Uh, which has attracted quite the leading man. Right. Uh, and that is Britain's, our very own, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, nice. Uh, obviously, has has sort of worked with Netflix a few times. Yeah. In movies, movie roles, I think most notably Power of the Dog last year. Yes. Uh, Oscar-nominated movie. Uh, he is in final talks, according to Variety, to star in uh, the Netflix limited series, Eric. Eric? What is Eric? <laughs> uh, Eric is a limited series set in 1980s New York, which would see Cumberbatch star as Vincent Sullivan, the lead puppet maker and puppeteer of America's most popular children's show. However, his life begins to unravel when his young son, Edgar, disappears. Now homeless and dealing with a substance addiction, quite the leap. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit. Vincent finds his only companion is Eric, a seven-foot-tall blue puppet who leads him on a journey to find his son and find a way home okay kind of sounds like you know that jimmy stewart film harvey yeah it does a little from bit. the 50s or 60s it sounds like that but on a meth <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what i'm getting from this description yeah it sounds interesting though um the the, the series is written and executive produced by abby morgan uh who has uh past credits on sex traffic uh the hour in terms of tv and also on the iron lady oh right uh in terms of movies so yeah quite uh quite the talent on board for it i guess so is he going to play the big blue puppet or the man himself he's going to play vincent the man okay i wonder who's going to play the big blue puppet oh he should play both he should play both and it's like all in his own head yeah well it's yeah it's like his manifestation sure why not why not um Okay, we'll keep right. And that's you, a TV you show. can see why Cumberbatch would go for that. Yeah, it sounds quirky and fun, doesn't it? And possibly a bit pretentious. <laughs> uh, yeah, scheduled for apparently six episodes. Okay. So we'll see if Cumberbatch signs on the dotted line for that one. Cool, we'll keep our eyes on that. Sounds fun. That's what we're all about here. Uh, one thing that we do want to talk about, and this is kind of a couple of stories in one, really. Okay. And that is the fact that Netflix, over the last week or so, have cancelled the mystery show. Yeah. 1899. Yeah. Uh, which was from the same creative crew as Dark. Yes. Which has been a really big critical and commercial hit for Netflix. In terms of critical reviews, I think Dark's probably the most well-received Netflix show, or one of. Yeah. Uh, and eight, but eighteen ninety nine has not sort of followed that success. Yeah, I think it surprised quite a few people that eighteen ninety nine didn't make it to season two. Well, yeah, we this this caused quite the chat in our Discord, it did, didn't indeed, it? Yeah, uh, um, but it's just not. 
it's difficult, isn't it? Because people see Netflix released this stat of million hours viewed. Yes. And that's all people see. Yes. So people see this as a successful show because of that. But that stat is really misleading. Yes. And we know we spoke about it on the show a couple of months ago now yeah. about why what they actually use the algorithm they actually use to cancel shows is completion rates yeah or we believe it's completion rate which has been sort of kept behind closed doors yes a few have snuck out yes and dark uh, 1899s has snuck out today yeah and it, it had a completion rate of 32 percent oh. it's not good enough yeah if if only 32 percent of people who are starting a show are finishing a show you've not got a successful show yeah and it seems we when we did that, I can't remember when we did it. It, was, it is a couple of months ago now. Yeah, yeah it was. But it seemed to be everything under 50% was being cancelled and everything over 50% was being renewed. Yeah. So it's not that big a surprise that 1899 hasn't made it. And I'm also not that disappointed. Okay. I really liked 1899, but I feel like it came to a conclusion. It did leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. But season two would have been a very different show because of that cliffhanger that and sense. i wonder if if and so people wouldn't have liked it as much anyway I don't think. yeah and i wonder if it was a case of the creators kind of hedging their bets a bit because you had they, they've sort of said we had a three season arc yes for the show but they hadn't been greenlit for three seasons they've been no, greenlit they've been, for one season yeah exactly they were just hoping. so you're gonna hedge your bets a bit and say look we're not taking for granted that we're gonna get a renewal yeah so we've created something that, like you say, is on a cliffhanger, but also kind of works as a yeah, it, it, limited series. I'd like some more explanation of why that ending happened, but there is an ending there. Yeah. Because the debate we had in our Discord, you know, come and join us. Yeah, absolutely. There's some good chat in there. There really is. Uh, was that, you know, Dark, as good as it was, did make it to the end of its creative plan. Yeah. And it, although it is hugely critical critically acclaimed to our knowledge wasn't exactly pulling up trees with numbers either no, absolutely but we haven't seen the completion rate on it no so it might be that it had an 80 percent completion rate yeah, maybe completely plucking a number out of random uh, and that puts a real different spin on it like you say yeah i think uh, if if netflix started to release this completion rate thing i think they'd get a lot less criticism than they get when they cancel a show yeah. And it feels like Netflix cancel a lot more shows than anybody else, but that's because Netflix have a lot more shows than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to feel like they're canceling yeah. more. But I feel like they should be releasing this stat. If this is the stat that they're using, which it's widely believed that they are, then why not just release it? Why not say we've canceled 1899 because it has a 32% completion rate? Yeah. It's not good enough. Yeah. Rather than take all this criticism. Yeah. I noticed somebody had there's a petition going around to get it back there's always a petition there's always a petition <laughs> i don't yeah. think it's ever made any difference yeah it's a, sh it's a shame but it's understandable when you see that stuff well lead, leading on from that uh it's, it's quite interesting because uh the creators of dark and 1899 uh, baron bo odar and yante frisa have kind of already said that they're working on something else already oh wow okay. uh, and and that is because they were developing alongside 1899 uh, a show called Till, T Y W -L, L, right, uh, and that could well be their next project for Netflix because they do have a, a content producing yeah, do, yeah. development deal with Netflix that hasn't changed, uh, and the plan was always that this is what they'd go to after eighteen ninety nine. Uh, it just looks like it might be a bit quicker than expected. 
it's it's a mini series set in 17th century Germany. Oh, okay. Uh, during the Thirty Years' War. How about that? That sounds fun. Uh, we've even got a bit of a synopsis. Okay. Um, which which sort of came came from uh, from the creators themselves, and indeed, you know, it's an adaptation of of a novel as well. So. Right. Uh, Till is a scrawny boy growing up in a quiet village until his father. Uh, a miller with a forbidden interest in alchemy and magic is found out by the church. After Till flees with the baker's daughter, he falls in with a travelling performer who teaches him his trade. As a juggler and jester, Till forges his own path through a world devastated by the Thirty Years' War, evading witch hunters, escaping collapsed mines, and entertaining the exiled king and queen of Bohemia. Uh, the result is a riveting story and a moving tribute to the power of art in the face of senseless brutality wow that's quite the synopsis yeah it sounds like a really interesting idea it sounds very much up their street as well i feel, i know it's only a synopsis it's only a few lines on a page but i'm kind of getting a bit of uh blacksmith and the devil vibe <laughs> yeah that, a bit of elementary we see look let's see what happens they those those guys aren't they're going to continue working for Netflix, so let's see if that that indeed becomes their next their next project or not. Yeah, and it and I know it, it does get frustrating when a show that you love gets cancelled, but there's plenty more out there. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff out there. And season two of eighteen ninety nine would have been very different to season one. Very yeah. different. It had to have been. It's on my list. Should I watch it? Because I think I'd like it. I don't. From what the little I know about it, I'm sure I would get something out of it. It does end on a cliffhanger. But it's the sort of cliffhanger where you'd go, okay, I see that as an ending as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you could get stuff out of it. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't say don't watch it. It's a great show. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's tough to get through, but if you give it the time, it's good. Cool. Yes, watch it. Okay. Uh, some other streaming news. Quite a quick turnaround on this one. Disney Plus have announced that Black Panther Wakanda Forever will arrive on the streaming service worldwide on february the first oh well that is soon i never got to that so that's good i will come watch that at some you point you do not have long to wait no basically three weeks uh, Excellent. which is what two two month turnaround from yeah pretty much theatrical release i think that's standard with marvel movies now i think that's what you're gonna get yeah cool okay uh, so yeah if you've not had the chance which i didn't check, I it, check out. it out i mean we it's interesting Disney's um, strategy because something that I watched over Christmas, which again we'll, we'll talk about shortly, was was one, their new animated movie, Strange Worlds. Yeah, it's still at the cinema as well. Really? Like I, I just happened to be reading a bit about this movie after I watched it. I and I could go, you know, next town over, I could go and watch <laughs> it. Oh, okay. At the cinema, and it's already out on Disney Plus. Yeah, is it good? Ah, I I thought it was good. We'll get to it later. Yeah. Cool. Good news. Uh, next, someone who has been doing the media rounds quite uh, expectedly the last last <laughs> few weeks, month. James Cameron. Yes, he's kind of a big deal, isn't he? So he says. Uh, he's had one of those blue movies come out. <laughs> Not that kind of blue movie. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's doing all right as well by the sounds of it. Avatar two. Yeah, I've not not got to that yet either. I don't know if I, I'm not going to Avatar longer. To yeah, too long. <laughs> I'm not going to the cinema to watch it. I don't think. Uh, 
he's been talking uh, about one of the other, his other franchises. Uh, he's been on the Smartless podcast, which is Jason Bateman and Will Arnett's podcast. Oh, okay, I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, talking about Terminators. Right. I'm basically saying, ah, do you know what? No one's asked me or offered me an <laughs> or option. Or wants me. <laughs> but I kind of think I could relaunch that franchise. Again? That was kind of my reaction as well. How many times has he relaunched that franchise? Yeah. And he's always had like a producer credit and they've all been terrible. Yeah, they have. Can we just leave it alone? Yeah. Uh, or at least leave it to die for a little bit and then bring it back in 10, 20 years down. Interesting, Cameron said. What do you think the problem was with the last one, which was Dark Fate? Yeah. I think, was that the one with like Amelia Clark and. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I haven't seen it. No, me neither. He said that he refused to, to get that one off the ground if Arnie wasn't in it. Right. And he's now kind of saying, yeah, maybe it was a bit old. Uh, we could have gone in a different direction. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> I will be better next time. Please I mean, let I me just do another. Talk about diminishing returns. Yeah. Which Terminator is amazing, obviously. Terminator yes. 2 is fantastic. And then... Then the rest of them. I, I don't even know. They're all just a ma- mishmash. I'm yeah. not even seeing all of them. But it's just, just... We can leave that alone, mate. Yeah, I think so. Just concentrate on your blue movies. Yeah. Just, yeah, because you're making a lot of money off them <laughs> for some reason. So yeah, just do that. Let's know when to stop flogging a dead horse. Have some fresh ideas, James. Yeah. Next. Let's do a bit of a legal battle section. Okay. On the next couple of bits of news. Excellent. These are quite interesting. Yeah, I read this one earlier this week. It is interesting. and, And both of these have, to different degrees, sort of surfaced outside the the sort of movie industry news bubble and crossed over into a bit of the mainstream especially this first story yeah which has come out this week and that is that the the stars of the 1968 romeo and juliet movie are suing paramount pictures for more than 500 million dollars over the fact that they were forced to do a nude scene in that movie when they were teenagers mm. yeah i was reading this yesterday uh, it's really interesting this is olivia hussey who is now 71 was 15 yep. at the time of filming uh, and leonard whiting now 72 was 16 uh, they filed the suit in a los angeles county court alleging sexual abuse sexual harassment and fraud okay uh they have detailed how the director franco zeffirelli uh, he passed away in 2019. Uh, initially told them that they would wear flesh-coloured undergarments. Um, the scene was shot in the last couple of days of filming. Those weren't supplied, and they feel basically they would they were kind of told, "Well, we can't have that. We'll only have makeup, uh, and that the camera would be positioned so that they wouldn't show any nudity." Yeah. Uh, and then, lo and behold, film comes out. You can see bits. You can see bits. <laughs> I think it's her boobs, his bum. Yeah, correct. Uh, so they're claiming we were filmed in the nude without our knowledge, uh, violating in several indecency laws. Um, this is really interesting. It really is. Um, there's an interview. Nothing they're saying is wrong. <clears throat> no, nothing they're saying is wrong. But and, also in the past, it, she's defended it. Oh, interesting. So there's an, there's an interview from, uh, I think it's in 2018. She did an interview with Variety. And, she, and she, the quote is... Uh, nobody my age had done that before 
Uh, adding that Zeffirelli shot it tastefully and it was needed for the film. Yeah. That's from her own voice. Yeah. And now, four years later, she wants $500 million for it. Yeah. It's really interesting because it's also 50 years ago. More than 50 years ago. Yes. But... So I think this will come down to who else is around that can corroborate this either way. Well, yeah, there is that as well because they're they're going to be the youngest two people who are on that set at the time. So yeah. everybody else is going to be considerably older than they are. Yeah, and they're in their mid seventies now. I also thought this was interesting because I remember. So when I was at school, sort of, I remember being shown this film. Right. Okay. In like English class, like this is, you know, we all do a load of Shakespeare stuff. Yeah. And. That's the only time I've ever seen it at school. <laughs> I don't know if I've, like, I don't think I've and seen I, it. And I think I several, may have been shown it several of the articles, uh, if you go out and read about this, say that this this was, it, over the years, widely shown like in the, this country. The definitive as like movie a of Romeo teaching and Juliet. Aid, as you're learning about Romeo and Juliet. Oh, maybe I have seen it. Maybe um, it was shown. I, maybe I have. I did study Romeo and Juliet at school, so yeah. it's possible. Wow. $500 million. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Uh, how does it... I'd love to see the sort of science behind how you get to that figure. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where does that figure? What's come a bum from? worth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm not trying to demean the the, the claim because it, it this does not sound right. No, what these guys were made. To. No, not at all. Especially if it was without their knowledge. But why is it taken until they're in their seventies for them to come forward and say this wasn't right? Yeah, we we don't know what new no you fact to come to light, but. It's definitely something that's going to run like and run. It feels like the sort of thing that Paramount will just pay to go away. It has that air about it, Not doesn't it? the 500 million. No. no There'll no. be an offer there. No. But, no. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, and another really interesting, although it's n- not quite as mainstream uh, in this mainstream media legal battle, is the fact that two American movie fans are... St- how well have been they're not yet, but they've been told by a judge in the States that they can sue a movie studio for false advertising. Okay. They want to sue Universal Pictures because they are saying that they were tricked, not even to go to watch it at the cinema, into renting the twenty nineteen film yesterday because the trailer featured Anna de Armas and she wasn't in yeah, the she, finished movie. She didn't make the final cut. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading about this as well earlier this week. It's really interesting. This is another interesting one. Yeah. I feel like this has got a lot less legs. <laughs> they say that they... I love the way this article is written as well. So Peter Michael Rosler and Connor Wolf say they forked over $3.99 <laughs> each to watch yesterday on Amazon Prime because they thought that Armas was in, was in it. it. Uh, and it turned out she wasn't. As you say, she didn't make the final cut. Um, the suit that they filed alleges that they'd been led to expect that she would feature prominently. However, they did not receive a movie with any appearance of her at all. Uh, and that the consumers were not provided with any value for their rental or purchase. Okay. Not Beatles fans, obviously. No, <laughs> obviously not. Uh, Universal had asked the district judge to throw out the complaint and their argument was that trailers are protected by the First Amendment, which guarantees free speech. That, that's always thrown around. Yeah. God's sake. <laughs> uh, but the judge rejected the argument, saying that the trailers are commercial speech and thus should be subject to laws about honest 
advertising. He said, at its core, a trailer is an advertisement. It is designed to sell a movie by providing consumers with a preview of said movie. I think that is the most interesting thing that's come out of this. Yeah. Because... A trailer is an advert. Yeah. It is. It is. But... How many trailers do you see where they've got bits in that are not in the final film? Yeah, because and a trailer they... comes out before a film has finished being edited. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes they'll film a trailer before they film yeah. the movie. But it's, it's really interesting if that's going to have to stop now because yeah. of this case. Nobody's going to get any money out of this case. They want $5 million. Yeah. I don't want... <laughs> they only spent $4 each. <laughs> they want $5 million. So no, they're, they're not going to win. But uh, it's just... Think the, of all the nights with no sleep because this was just because Anna Armas is not in this movie. Just watch one that she is in. Um, but that that line is really interesting about the fact that it is advertisement that it should be a f- true representation of the movie. Yeah, because trailers are often done deceitfully yeah. to sell a movie on something that it isn't. And also and, because you can, yes, because you you've got that argument about selling it, but you've also got well, I, I'm not giving anything away in my trailer. You know, my yeah. movie might have a huge twist. Exactly. So I'd not, I don't, I'm not being necessarily being dishonest, but I'm not being 100 honest. No, but this is a really weird one. It is a really weird one. Uh, it'll be a while till we hear anything because uh, lawyers on this case will not convene again until the third of April. I can't believe it's even been allowed to move <laughs> forward. But it's it's interesting if it's going to change the way that movie trailers are made, which but, I think is the only thing that's going to. And around. that's the real issue. The 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 as sort of we're making light of it. The real issue isn't that these guys are being no, you know mentally fraught over the lack of appearance of Anna Damas. <laughs> Just watch Knives Out again. Yeah, exactly. Watch anything she's in. She's all right. Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is going to be interesting to follow just to see if movie trailers have to change because yeah. of this. Because you can cut a movie trailer to make it look like anything. Yeah, because you You've seen... I've seen a Home Alone horror movie trailer. Yeah. It's all scenes from the film. Yeah. But it looks like a really scary horror film. So you can make a movie look like anything you want in a trailer. But if you're going to have to stop doing that... It's going to be an interesting future for movie trailers. That that one definitely sits in the sort of you couldn't make it up pile of news. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you really if couldn't. if you did, people would go, no, you, you you're crazy. It's not. Yeah. It's not a thing. Uh, and then final bit of news of the week. Okay. Is Jeremy Jeremy Renner's lucky escape? What a crazy story this is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, scary so story. If anyone doesn't know. Uh, this was that Jeremy Renner suffered some serious injuries uh, by basically being run over by a snowplow. By his own snowplow. Yeah. yeah. As he was trying to sort of help a family member free their car from a snowdrift. Yeah. Um, yeah, the r- reports are that he stepped off the snowplow to speak to the person he was helping before the vehicle rolled on top of him. Uh, which is just it horrific. It like he left the handbrake off and he tried to get back in. And it well, who knows? Over. You don't know on the underfoot no. conditions. It no, could have it was slid, just slid and... or something. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, the poor bloke. He looks in a bad way. He does not look yeah, healthy. Really serious injuries. Really bad. Uh, chest injuries. There's talk of him losing his legs and all yeah. sorts. It's, it's a scary time. Um, Renner did manage to sort of give a, a bit of an update. He, he sort of did a selfie, didn't he, on Instagram yeah, yeah. and said, basically, I'm too messed up to type, but... You know, I'm in a bad way, I'm, but I'm not dead. Thanks for all your wishes. And yeah. yeah. Best wishes to him. Luckily, his next door neighbor's a doctor, so they were helping out before the paramedics got there. Yeah. It just sounds like a horrendous situation. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it could be a real lucky escape for the guy. Yeah, it sounds like it. Hopefully, we'll, uh, hopefully he'll be okay. We wish him well, even if he is the most boring Avenger. 
But an exciting person. <laughs> it sounds like a very exciting person. <laughs> but he is a boring Avenger. Right. Is that all the news done? That's all the news. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Oh, loads. We, me too. We've got quite a few bits. It's been Christmas. I've had time at home. Yeah. Bit of time on my hands I wouldn't necessarily normally have. Yeah. Plus, we've, got, we've had a week off. Yeah, so we've got two weeks' worth Where should anyway. we start? Start at the top and we're down. Uh, I've watched the Ghosts Christmas special. The UK one. Yeah. Me too. Lovely. Great. Real heartwarming. What Ghost, a good show. Ghost put on a panto. Yeah, it was really, really good. I was talking to my dad about it. Yeah. And he said... Well, it's a bit the same now, isn't it, though? I remember. My I dad thought said of the you same thing. Because your dad said the same thing. He did, yeah. He didn't like, like the last series. What do you series. people want? <laughs> he didn't like the last series, but I was like, I thought it was great. He did like the Christmas special. He did okay. tell me that. Yeah, it's. I, I just think Ghost is great. It's such an easy show to watch. Yeah. It's funny. No matter what they do, it's funny. Because the characters themselves are just funny. It's just, I think Ghost could go forever. Yeah. It really could. Did you finish the American one? Yes. I did as well. For the first season, at least. It's the only one that's on the iPlayer over it. By the, by the end of those, whatever it is, 17, 18 episodes, I was really strong. Yeah, I think it, it really, really hit its stride, didn't it? It really yeah. knew what it was by the end. Yeah, I was really impressed. There's some of the characters in that are really good. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoy I'm going to try and find the second season before it hits the iPlayer. So good. I'm sure it'll be out there somewhere. Uh, real quick mention, because we've talked about a lot of a lot about this off screen. If I'd have fin- uh, genuinely, all I'm going to say about Traitors, this reality <laughs> show, yeah. is if I'd have finished it, last episode we recorded, talking yeah. about our best shows of the year, yeah. this would have been right up there. You you smirked when I said, when <laughs> I said, give it an honourable mention. My God, what an experience. It's a great show. It's a really, really good reality show. Absolutely on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's, it's up there for the shows of last year, isn't it? Yeah, Thank Br- you. absolutely brilliant. Great show. We um we watched great the, popcorn TV. Yeah, we watched the trailer for the American one earlier today. We did. Doesn't like it's going to be as good. Well, that's hosted by Alan Cumming, which is intriguing. Yeah, <laughs> very random. Filmed in the same castle as the UK one. Yeah, it was shipped a load of reality I TV stars from put, America. To I'm just not sure you can put that lightning in the bottle. No, I, I'm think, not getting into details. Right, if you want I to think, go and watch it, just go and watch the UK traitors because it's, it's it's fantastic, awesome. Yeah, it really is. Awesome show. Uh, so I watched that. Uh, let's talk about Glass Onion. Why not? We both watched it. What did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed I it. I preferred it to well. Knives Out. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that's interesting. I think Knives Out is a little bit better, personally. But they're quite different. Yes. This one's a lot more. This reminded me, you know, you know Kingsman? Yes. And then Kingsman 2. Yeah. It's a lot more, it's a lot less serious, Kingsman 2. Yes. And I feel like this had the same sort of vibe. It didn't take itself as seriously as the first one. Yeah, Knives Out is a funny movie. It is. But this, this, I think Glass Onion did lean into... It lent into the humour. The humour a bit more. Yeah, I, I, I think compared it, to Kingsman and Kingsman. It too. really came across that everyone was having fun. Yeah, it really did. Even Ed Norton, and he never looks like he's having fun. Yeah. But he really did in this. And I, I just like, it was a twist on the, you know, it... I like that we've seen so many murder mystery TV shows and movies. Yeah, yeah. And Ryan Johnson's just sort of twisting those expectations a little bit in terms of the, the non-linearity of the mystery Yeah, in these movies. Yeah, he's giving you twists um, away at the beginnings and things. If you prefer the first one, I'd take no argument with that. Yeah, I think I, I think I do, it's, but it's close. Yeah. But I think I do prefer the first one a little bit. Um, but no, I haven't heard anybody say a bad word about Glass Onion. Yeah. And that's reflected in the viewing figures that it's getting from Netflix. Yeah. It's going to be up there. It's probably going to get three or four in the top of all time by the 28 days is up. Yeah. 
I had a really good time. Me too. We uh, both appear to have watched the same stuff. Okay. All the so, way far, so far. Um, I would say I've partly watched yep. Emily in Paris. Okay. Don't understand why that show is such a big hit. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of it. I don't Let's really know what it's move about. move on. Uh, okay. Strange Worlds on Disney+. Plus. Oh, you mentioned this earlier? Yeah, really enjoyed it as okay. an animation, animated film. Um I think Ross I think it was Ross Cook in our Discord sort of said he preferred the originality and the design of this movie to Avatar. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> that is a sort of dreamy visual I'm aspect to it. Not gonna lie, I'm pretty um, unaware of it. I don't I've I've seen bits of it, but I don't really know what it is or what it's, it's about. It's really interesting this, and I don't really understand Disney's animation strategy. This why does some stuff sort of sticks in cinemas, some stuff is shuffled out onto Disney Plus. This is a big budget animated movie. Yeah. It's had a a couple of weeks in the cinemas and it's been pushed out onto Disney it's Plus. Quietly pushed out. Um What's it about? It's it's about a um a family of explorers of which the son sort of doesn't take after his father. Right. He discovers a fuel. Okay. A natural fuel that enable that he takes back to his village and he enables them to it powers their vehicles, lights their homes. Right. Uh, and then there's there is then a problem with this source of energy. Right. That then forces him to go on a journey of exploration with his family and tow to sort of work out what the problem is. Okay. So there's a few neat twists in there which I'm not gonna go into. Everything's not what it seems. Hmm. Um, I might check that out. One of the most interesting aspects about this movie is that so the main character's son, teen, teenager, uh, you know, he's going through all these these usual sort of teenage issues. He's he's got a crush. He's trying to deal with his emotions. Yeah. So this, it's really progressive. They got the person. He's it's a teenage boy yeah. has a crush on another teenage boy. Oh, excellent! And it's brilliant. Yeah. It's never questioned. Everyone is as. It should be really just. That's yeah, why. Great. That's why Disney have quite snuck put it out. It out you, Disney Plus, you yeah. know, he reveals this to his to his grandfather later, and you're like, "Oh, is this going to be a plot point and issue?" No, his grandfather's just fantastic. Excellent. You know, you just. I'm definitely going to watch this. This is my advice for you to to just progress your relationship. It doesn't matter that it's with someone of the same sex. Oh, awesome! Watch it with my my family, my kids. It's never even questioned. Brilliant. Like no, no one in the rooms is like, oh, that's interesting. That's strange. It's just, and that's the beauty of sort of you know, that's younger man. kids with that. Yeah, that's the sort of you want to love. That's, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's the sort of thing that kids like your kids of your age group, not but, kids of your age, group, your <laughs> kids' age group will grow up with that sort. But of it's thing really in, brilliant. But it's really interesting that this has made absolutely no waves in the media. Yeah, when you think about other, you know. um in in things like Marvel or other Disney films, you yeah. know, two characters hold hands and oh they're the God. same sex, and not, you know, there's daily loads of Daily Mail articles about it, or whatever. <laughs> but it's not. This is totally under the radar. For a, well, I suppose it's I a wonder if that's if a conscious decision by Disney. It's like, well, we don't want to draw. I don't know. I'm just conspiracy. Or is it a conscious here. decision by the media to finally, Jay? Well, that's not the big news story. I'd anymore. love that to be the case. Me too. It's not, but I would love it to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all 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 power to Strange Worlds for that. Excellent. I will watch that for that very reason. Okay. I think my final one 
uh, is that I've watched the first couple of episodes of Kaleidoscope. You have watched two episodes of Kaleidoscope. I have, is yeah. Is the correct way to phrase that. Yeah. Because there is not a first or a second episode of Kaleidoscope. Because I've watched two episodes of Kaleidoscope. Sure. And we appear to have watched different episodes of Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, I must admit... What's Kaleidoscope? <clears throat> Kaleidoscope is a bank heist TV show. Eight episodes? Yeah, it came onto Netflix. I think it was New Year's Day. Yes, I think it was. Um, but you can watch them in any order you want. Allegedly. Allegedly, according to Netflix. Yeah. And then Netflix kind of bottled it the day before because they said, you can watch it in any order you want. However, there is a suggested watch order. And also, we've picked you a random order. Yeah. So they have an order that they think you should watch it in. But they've also picked you an order that you should watch it in. Sure. But you have to watch the finale last. Yeah. But then yesterday on Instagram, they put seven or eight different orders up that you could watch them in. And it was like the... Chronological order. Chronological order. The murder mystery order. There was all yeah. sorts on there. And some of those didn't have the, the finale last. Okay. So that I thought that really interesting. But yeah, you've got a different order to I've got. Yes, but not hugely. No. And now I've seen a couple of episodes, I can see where this flexibility is. Yeah. Because although we've watched different... Well, we've watched one episode the same. Yeah, we both watched yellow. So I had yellow first, because they're all named after colours, these yeah. episodes. I had yellow, and then I had green. I decided to be a rebel. I, I Green was my next one as well, but I decided to go against that okay. and just watch a random one. So I watched violet. But So I've watched two episodes, one of which was in the current time period. Yep. One was a flashback episode. Yes. Was that the same for yours? Yes, it was. Yellow was set in the current time period. Yeah. Violet set 24 years previously. Okay. So yeah, it was quite considerably like, yeah. considerable flashback. So, I mean, I quite enjoyed them. Yeah, I, I I've got to be honest though. I think by the time I'm out of this, I, I'm gonna have said. I think what I'm gonna say is I enjoyed that show. Yeah, I liked the people in it. It was a good story. There's that first episode I had. There was a re- some really good action sequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's a massive. Just it's just a gimmick. It's just a gimmick. Because ultimately. Are you just shooting yourself in the foot because this is a heist show? Yeah. Which is surely building to a heist. Yeah, which is what the finale episode is. Yeah. So they want you to watch that one last Last. because presumably that's where all the drama is, the action, the emotional heft. The I think it's longer as well. So I feel like it's a movie with eight, seven flashbacks built up to it. So if you actually did truly randomise it, all you're doing is giving yourself a worse experience? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, so for that reason, it can't ever really be a properly interwoven any episode, can it? Because no. narratively, that needs to sit at the end yeah, to get absolutely. the best experience. Absolutely. Out. So there is a narrative through it, and it doesn't because they are all they're all flashbacks or flash forwards to the heist. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter anyway. If like, it's like take. Let me take Lost for as an example. I don't like to talk about Lost on it because I know you mock me for it. But if <laughs> if if you only watched the flashbacks of Lost, just the flashback scenes, yeah. it wouldn't matter what order you watched them in or if you watched any of the rest of the show. Yeah. You, you've, if you just pick the Jack, Jack Shepard flashbacks, there's probably 10 of them throughout the series. You could watch all of them and you'd know Jack's life. Yeah. And then you watch the pilot episode of Lost. There's no, it's not linear because it's not part of the story. Yeah. And that's basically what this is. It's the uh, the heist is the story. Yeah. All you're doing is learning about the other characters sure. in the lead up to it. That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. So you'd know Jack from Lost a bit more, but it doesn't affect the way that you'd watch Lost. No. So I think that's 
It feels like it's more it's, an it's exercise a, of playing with semantics. It's a gimmick. Just it's again, it's a test. It's a proof of concept mm. because Netflix are all about trying out these different things and seeing what sticks. And if this is successful, I'm sure you'll get loads more of it. Did I enjoy the two episodes of Watch? Yes, I thought I, I, I really I enjoyed less the so one the flashback for me on the one I okay. watched. Okay, I I right. really enjoyed Yellow, and I thought Violet was fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, when you get to that, I think you'll really enjoy that okay. episode. But just watch it next if you we want. We did again matter. in the Discord. Yeah. Sort of compared. Yeah, I was surprised by this because we, we compared the order that Netflix had suggested for us. Yeah. And I think the bookends either end were pretty similar. Yeah. But there was a bit of interchangeability. Yeah, I was surprised by this because everybody I've checked with at work or in the family have all got the same as me. Yeah. So I thought everybody suggested was the same. And then Ross came in with, Ross was the same as mine. Yeah. But then you came in with a different order and Sam came in with a different order as well. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so it has randomized it for some people. Yeah. Which I thought was quite interesting. So yeah. We'll, I'm definitely going to watch all of it. Me so too. Me we'll too. see. We'll keep going with it's it. It's slick. Around. It's well made. It's got a good cast. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a difficult show to talk about because you don't know what you've seen and what I've seen. Yeah. And we're not going to be able to discuss it very much. But it is quite interesting. Anything else? I think that's it for me. I've got a few more bits. Um, nothing too major. I watched the first episode of The Recruit with Noah Centineo. Oh, great. I don't think I'm going to go back to it, oh, that's unfortunately. Absolutely, I'm devoured. It's, it wasn't bad. Right. It just wasn't good. Okay. And <laughs> Is that the worst of all crime? Yeah, I think if a pilot doesn't drag me in, I'm not interested in it. There's so much good TV out there at the minute. Yeah. I haven't got time for something. That I was Noah. In by. He was all right. <laughs> it was just, it's what he is, isn't he? He's a good As looking action star. Action star. He didn't really do a lot of action in the okay. first episode, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, I don't. If I, if I run out of shows to watch, then I'll probably go back to it, but I can't see me running out of stuff to watch. Okay. Um, talking of dreadful teams, dreadful things I've watched, I watched a movie. Right. I watched an Italian movie, because okay. this show has appeared to have influenced you, my yeah. movie watching. Um, I watched Seven Women and a Murder. I've seen this. I, in it fact, appeared on Netflix over Christmas. Yeah, more than I've, I've sort of noticed this is around. A couple of times we have hovered over it and gone, shall we? No. And then decided not to for we want to watch something else absolutely yeah. do not watch this movie because it's, I feel it's like jumping on the knives out it type is 100% hype train Netflix isn't it put it on the same day that glass onion came yeah. out and there's like it's a murder mystery seven women stuck in a house um they're the only people in there and the gates are locked yeah um the only man that lives in the house is found dead one of the seven women must have done it and it's them trying to deduce which one of them did yeah it's awful it's <laughs> <laughs> It's truly awful. It's trying to be quirky. It's trying to be fun. It is none of those things. It's just stupid. It was one of the worst films I watched last year. Wow. I very nearly turned it off. I only didn't turn it off because I wanted to come on here and slag it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Have you ever watched Motherland? Yes. All of it? Three seasons and a special, I think they've done now. I think I might have seen two seasons. I'm not sure I've seen three. What, what are your thoughts? When it's good... I really like it, but I've, I've not, we've not sat and sort of plowed through it. Yeah, if that makes sense. That makes more, sense. more sort of dipped in and out of it. I watched it all in a week. Yeah, so did you like it? I don't know what possessed me to watch it. Okay, because it's a comedy. Yeah, although I do love sitcoms, and it is a great sitcom, and it's got some great people in it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I honestly, thought it was great. It's I can't good. relate to it in any really way good. whatsoever. I'm not a mother. Yeah. I don't have kids. Um, but I know people who are like that. Yeah. And it just, 
I thought it was great, honestly. I thought it was really good. I, I ploughed through it all. The, this year's Christmas special, sad as anything. Really? Yeah, proper like tear-jerking yeah. moments in it. I thought it was great. The guy who plays Kevin yeah, he's deserves good. all he's the good. awards. He's yeah. so funny. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've, I've literally, all three seasons are on Netflix. Yeah. And it's well worth checking out. They're yes. all on the iPlayer as well. They, are, they yeah. are all on Netflix. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I've never heard of it before. I've not. It just, yeah. just came up. It's got... Um, Diane Morgan in it, and I love that's her. right, yeah. So I watched it just purely because she was in it, yeah. and it was great. Highly recommended it. Uh, talking of sitcoms, I've watched another sitcom. Okay, have you heard of Romantic Getaway? No, I've no idea what a Romantic Getaway is. It only came out. Going by title alone, I'm like, tell what, me more. What, what do you, you think this? it is? Because the title. Well, it's just a generic sort of. I, first of all, I'm surprised you said it's a sitcom because it just sounds like a generic. <laughs> afternoon tv movie let me tell you who's in this sitcom okay. it, only came, it came out earlier this week yeah the six episodes it's the first it is a first season i assume it's going to come back okay it starts Catherine ryan okay ramesh ranganathan and johnny vegas oh, so, so now i can see why you've watched it <laughs> because that's a great cast yeah um it's about two a married couple who are trying to have a baby need to go for ivf can't afford it find a way to rob 50 grand from their company that they work for okay when in the midst of doing that, actually hitting the buttons to do the bank transfer, they nick half a million instead. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> he just presses an extra zero on the last minute whim of the moment. Johnny Vegas plays the boss of the company and Ramesh Ranganathan and Catherine Ryan are the married couple. Yeah. So funny. It's really good. What's this on? Uh, it's on Sky over here. So okay. it's on it's on Sky Max though. So I think okay. it's the free, view, free to view Sky yeah. channels. Um, yeah, it was really funny. I watched, I've done it all in like three days. Oh, cool. So it's only six for half an hour episodes, yeah. but I've, I've got this real thing for Ramesh Ranganathan at the minute. He's good. He's I good. I think he's great. Yeah. And as soon as I seen him in it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm not a big Catherine Ryan fan, but she was great in it as well. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. It's really good. Excellent. I think that's it. I've, it's oh, quite the list. I watched the Detectorist Christmas special. Oh, so did I. What did you think to that? Uh, I didn't I like s- it. You didn't like no. it? No. I, I can see why you've said it. Part of me was like, it's nice to spend a bit more time with these characters. Yes, and that, in this the nostalgia world. of it was nice. But it felt like a retread. It did. It felt like they hadn't just bothered with the last series and started that again. Yeah. It's exactly the same and, thing And happens. I think because... I don't want to be too harsh because, it, like I say, it was just nice to have them back. But it did have the whiff of, well, forget about that really nice last yeah. episode... The, the last episode the of The Detectives is beautiful. Up, yeah. and, it's, and it's really nice how they all have this happy ending. Yeah. And then they just wipe that out in the first scene. And you're like... Exactly. That's really disappointing. That they, these people didn't sit. These people didn't get the future that I was expecting them to get from yeah. this last episode. Which was five years ago. Yeah. Um, but not for me. I only watched it last year. But I don't, the show's been finished I just for like, five years. Oh, I didn't know if it had to be like this. No, I, 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 that was the exact feeling I had. I was like, I'm pretty disappointed with the way they've done this. There were moments in the special where I was like... Yeah, yeah, really. Parts of it are brilliant. The performances are still as good as ever. Um, You know, it's got some great, great one-liners and stuff. But yeah, it was just that overall, like, oh, this doesn't feel necessary. I feel like I've seen it before because it's basically the plot of the last season. Yeah, it's like you're redoing your last couple of episodes, which is which didn't need doing because they were great. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. I'm pretty sure that is it. But if you're offered that. Do it. Check. Bring it back. Not I'm not, I've got no it. issue with it coming back, but you, you can't lose what it is yeah. because I feel like they lost track of what it is a little bit. Yeah. Unfortunately. It was like, I'm watching a new episode that feels like I feel like I've seen before. Yes. Because it's exactly the same plot as the last season. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that is it. I don't think I've watched anything else. Good. Me neither. You want to do a real talk? Let's do that. Well, we we're starting off the year thirsty. We are. We got thirsty in the in the Discord and in the uh, the socials this month. What was the the real talk that we went to? Uh, who's who is in the world of TV and movies? Who's your man crush and who's your girl crush? Yeah, I don't think there was anything wrong with this. I don't think so. No, everybody's got them. Yeah. Do you want to go through the Discord or shall I? Uh, I, I, I you're are you there? I'm there. I, you go for it then, because I'm not there. <laughs> um. Ross Cook was the first one to answer. He's a very thirsty boy. He's a very thirsty boy. He only had. We we said, "Who's your man slash woman crush?" And you must pick one of each. Yeah. So come come at us, but let us know who you are uh, who you're crushing on. He only came back with one of each, which I think is a first for us. I think, he's, I think, I think he's so. growing as a human. Have, have um, abided with the rules <laughs> of the game. Well done. He's gone for Sarah Michelle Gellar as his lady crush. Yeah, this is like buff from. Buffy the Vampire. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume so. A big now. fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. so yeah. And Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek. I, it's a strong <laughs> shout in both camps, I've got to say. Yeah, absolutely. He says, uh, doing a rewatch of Schitt's Creek currently and damn David could get it. I don't know what he could get, but he's going to get it. <laughs> it's hard to disagree. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Uh, this was swiftly followed by Flashmaster Bang in the Discord. She came back with David Harbour. And Gwendoline Christie. Literally, it's a strong choice. It's a, yeah. You wouldn't mess with those two as a tag team. Imagine they're massive babies. Massive, beautiful babies. Yeah. She's definitely got a type. <laughs> she really has. Uh, Wayno came back to us with Luke Evans and Sharon Horgan. Okay. Sharon Horgan wrote most of uh, Motherland as well, yeah. interestingly enough. Yeah, happy with that one? Yeah, I, I, again, I can see why. Not, not, neither of them would be on my personal list but Luke, Luke Evans, Evans is, a, is pretty smouldering especially when he boy. breaks into song yeah um, yeah good shout yeah absolutely uh, Chris from the Time Shifters podcast he came back with Selma Hayek I mean just beautiful just, lady she's, she's a timeless beauty yeah absolutely and Gordon Scott any ideas who Gordon Scott is I, I do because I've seen this post he's, uh, he's put a picture in our uh, discord of this beautiful man with a bow and arrow and a loincloth. Um, I assume he's from an old movie. I, I believe he may have played Tarzan. He did play Tarzan, Hercules and Danger Death Ray, yeah, which is Chris's personal favourite. Back in the 50s and 60s. He's one slab of a handsome man, according to Chris. Oh, he absolutely is a slab. He is a slab. We'll put his, put his picture out. And his legs go on forever. <laughs> put his picture out on the socials. Uh, Sam came at us. He said, Henry Cavill and Rachel Stevens from S Club 7 or Emma Watson. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think good choices. I'm more on board with the Cavill than the other two. Yes, same. Uh, I I don't think I've thought about Rachel Stevens for about 20 years. No, I don't think. I, I was surprised when I saw that name come up, I must admit. <laughs> but look, I can see why. You can see the Emma Watson appeal, I guess. Beautiful lady. Beautiful lady. What about yourself? Okay, yeah. I, I had to think a little bit about this. Go on. Uh, but I've, I, I've fulfilled the brief. Uh so I, why is you that? You filled me? your briefs. I fulfilled the brief. <laughs> okay, I am going with uh, for my man crush. I'm going with Rahul Kohli. Oh, great shout! What a great shout that is. From uh, well, anything Mike Flanagan's ever done. Yeah, um, pretty much. Eye Zombie. Yeah. Um, Midnight Mass. What movie was he in that we? He was in a movie that we've done on this show as well. He was like the best friend. I can't remember it. 
but he was the best oh, thing right in on the that tip as of my well. tongue. Um, I don't know why I always do this because my memory is terrible. Uh, and also, he's a great follow on Twitter. No, is he? I don't yeah. follow him on Twitter. I don't think uh, he he spends a lot of money on toys and painting miniatures, and that guy's got a lot of charisma. Oh, and, really? Uh, Bit of a collector, collector habit. He's a he rocks a cool beard, and he's a he's a sexy guy. So he's he's my man crush. Um, girl crush. I'm going with Gillian Jacobs. Good answer. Solid answer. Happy anniversary he's in with Ben Schmidt. That's the one. Yeah. With, yeah. Gillian Jacobs is a good answer. Just spunky. Beautiful lady. Yeah. Uh, good shout. They're my answers. Good answers. Um, For me, man crush Tom Holland, without a doubt. Okay. Beautiful boy. Yeah, good choice. Beautiful boy. Uh, Maybe Timothy Chalamet, also a beautiful yeah. boy. I love beautiful boys. Lady Crush has always only ever been one lady. I know exactly what you're going to say. And I'd, I'd be disappointed if you didn't. <laughs> Someone who has only a improved with age, I Absolutely think. Absolutely 100% improved with age. Gillian Anderson, yeah. without a doubt, is, for me, the be- most beautiful woman in the world. Fact. Yeah. Facts out there. She always has been. I used to have a poster on my wall when I, I was I like remember. 15. Yeah. In, I was, the, in the old in the X-Files, X-Files days. days. Yeah. And... She's, she's still rocking it. She, she's got, like you education. say, she's got better. Oh, she's amazing in sex yeah. education. And she seems like a really fun person You've to be around. You've just got a thing for Margaret Thatcher. That's I have, right. absolutely. That's right. I've That's always okay. been a big Tory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, there's my answers. Good Maybe, answers. Good, good real talk. I enjoyed that one. I liked, I liked them when they were a bit more The sheer variation around the, around the community on that one has <laughs> just really amused me. Smileyton refused to answer. He's like, that's not a serious question. I'm not answering it. I was like, oh, fair enough. Miserable git. doesn't always have to be serious. <laughs> you can submit it's it anon- suggest- anonymously. I he suggested mind. one to me and we didn't use it. <laughs> he was a bit annoyed more than anything. Oh, a topic? Yeah. All right, look, I, re- like- we'll, I said we'll use it in the future. Yeah, it's just we'd already weeks. came up with this one. Yeah, there's there's hundreds. Of, there's 52 weeks ahead of yeah. us now. We'll use it at some point. I can't remember what it was, but we'll use it at some point. We were just really thirsty this week. Yeah, we were. It's New Year. It happened. New Year, new firsts. Uh, we need to get out of here. We need to go and record a movie show. Do what a wanna... wave. What a great wave that was. I really First enjoyed wave that. 2023. We need to go and record a movie show about The Ledge. And talk a little bit about The Ledge before we go. Yeah, be back here on this very feed on Thursday. So we kick off this year uh, in our movie show world. Yeah. We're talking about The Ledge, an action thriller, thriller about rock climbing. Yeah, another ledges. rock climbing movie. The third rock climbing movie we've done on the show. Yeah. Uh, this was quite the experience. Yeah, it I'm really looking was. forward to talking about it. It really was. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this one. It's going to be one of those fun episodes where we have a lot of fun with this. I, f- this I feel I like that will happen. Yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, come back on Thursday and we'll talk to you about the first film of 2023, The Ledge. Yeah, go and watch it. Go and we'll definitely go and watch it and then come and listen to us. Come talk and listen about to it. us. We'll be back on Thursday. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>